and you're allowed to just like <laughs> you're allowed to it. just go in yeah everyone just go in <laughs> functionally that would never work but you know yeah, I've always just wanted to go back to 222 the halls and like see what my room see how small that room was because at the time yeah, I'm sure yeah, it felt yeah, big yeah. whereas now I'm sure it's tiny what we do here is go back 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 Another episode of the Bros and Brews podcast, recording here on Thursday, the 3rd of the 3rd of 2022. Um, It is a relatively nice day here in Wellington, can't speak for Auckland, we'll hear from Matt in a second, but yes, we're back with another episode of the show. It's been a couple of weeks, it's been a busy couple of weeks, it's been a chaotic couple of weeks, lots going on in uh, personal lives domestically in New Zealand internationally it's been uh, well it's been a crazy couple of weeks so there's certainly lots to catch up on but before we get into that it is time for brulette brulette number 34 on the show the 34th craft beer that we have each bought uh, in an attempt to buy the same can of New Zealand craft beer uh, from completely different supermarkets and completely different cities in the hope that one day based on you know, elimination, chance, luck, whatever you want to call it, we we choose the same one. 33 weeks, we have failed. Maybe this week will be <laughs> the right week. Maybe it won't be. Uh, but yeah, we'll start with, with that. On the count of three, let us both inform each other and the audience as to the kind of beer that we will be drinking today. Three, two, one. Hazy IPA. Vice beer. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? Uh, full full term Berliner Weiss beer, but I just said Weiss beer. Weiss du- beer. W e i s s e. Weiss beer. It might be Weisser. I don't know. Well, it's clearly German. Um, well, we, we've we've not picked the same thing. But seeing as you're asking me questions, I'll tell I'll tell you about this beer. Um, yeah, please. Yeah. So it's it's the style is Berliner Weiss. Or Weisser, I don't know what that is, um, which I don't really know that much about. But as I was staring at the cans and you were chafers today, I, I thought back to two weeks ago where you uh, you bravely put yourself out there, mm. chose a mm. beer that you th- t- took a risk on and ultimately did not enjoy. <laughs> the lowest score you've ever given, the lowest score that has ever been given to a beer on the show. True. And so I decided to uh, to not play it safe, go with something that I, m- I know I may not like. Um, it's from Kiriru, whose beers I do usually like, and it is a Fijoa Vaisa beer. So it's described as refreshing kettle soured, unfiltered Berliner Vaisa style ale with wheat. So it's got wheat in there and lots and lots of Fijoa. My hope is that the, the sort of tropicalness and sort of sourness mm, of mm, the Fijoa mm. will cut through what is traditionally and a sort of wheat beer, a kind of creaminess, roundness that I don't really like. Uh, but it seems like you have gone back to your old roots after <laughs> after uh, a few weeks outside the box. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I went back to something familiar. Um, but I went with a beer company this week that I believe you have gone with before, but I have not. Um, I don't know if it's the first one I've seen from them, but it's Waitoa. 
Um, and it is called Afterglow, and it's a hazy IPA. Um, uh, yeah, it's it was very inviting with the can, yellowy, goldy, purple colors that I like. Um, but yeah, what was it saying quickly? Uh, bright gold, juicy blend of Mochuica, Citra, Mosaic, and Simcoe hops. So quite a lot of hops going on in here, actually. Um, yeah, it's full, it says full body twilight tinted IPA. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I like my hazies. We all know this. Um, Waitoa, haven't seen it in the supermarket before. So here it is. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's crack them open, shall we? Let's crack them. Satisfying. Cheers to you, my friend. Cheers. Ooh, that is interesting. Oh, yum. It's kind of... Mine is sort of doing what I hoped it would, to be honest. I had hoped it would kind of head in a similar direction of a sour. Yeah. Which it really is. Like you could mm. you could give this to someone and say it's a sour and they believe you. I think there's just probably a bit of... The the weakness is more in the kind of, I guess, the ale section of things. As the first sip goes, I think there's, this has real promise. I mean, it has... Nice proudly displaying five separate medals of various kinds on the can so you know it must be good um yeah pr- pretty good and i'm not someone who usually likes fijoa flavored things i, was, I really like fijoa. i was gonna ask i was gonna so you'd like fijoa but you don't necessarily like it in flavor yeah, things yeah i i like a fijoa juice a fijoa flavored maybe it's specifically liquids i don't usually like it because i think mm, mm. fijoa is such a specific flavor for me that if you alter from it i might like, well that doesn't taste authentic whereas yeah, you know, orange flavored something or you know apple flavored something there's kind of a bit more variance whereas i think fijoa, yeah. if, if it doesn't actually taste like fijoa i'm not that interested but this is this, this is saying something that being said it's only one sip so i'll throw it over to you and then i'll uh, enjoy a few more sips i think yeah nice um yeah it's interesting my like if i was to compare i know i've only just had one sip but if i was to compare this to something and i know it wasn't a hazy but it reminds me of the mosaic lager i had from parrot dog um i mean yeah it's it's not a lager um hazy ipa but in saying that i don't quite know what a mosaic lager what does that entail uh but it's very it's very good like i took my first sip and i exclaimed in a very satisfying way because it, it's so different to what i had two weeks ago uh and it's nice to be drinking a hazy i haven't had a beer in quite a quite a while um yeah the hazy notes come all the way through uh it's very enjoyable uh it'll just be how i feel at the end of the can or at the end of this episode and how it stacks up with the rest but uh, right now no complaints well so it's interesting you say that because mosaic is one of the hops in both, oh, of course both the mosaic lag and the afterglow that makes so much sense and now which i mean i commend you on on picking that out because that is that is a a strong palate, sir. Um, I didn't want to say it until you sort of had your first sip, but this beer must have been sitting in your head because last time we did the show, I talked about going to Waitoa and having tried a bunch of their beers, and I mentioned that I'd had this beer and that this was the oh. this was the number one ranked 
Hazy Beer and the 2021 Brewers Guild Awards, which is the New Zealand beer company. So you are drinking what the uh, Guild deems the best hazy. And I had said that I was surprised because generally I didn't like Waitoa's beer. So it would be really good to see what your where it sits in amongst all the other hazies because I, I was surprised that it got the top spot. Yeah. Not to sort of cut its legs out and sort of set it up to not be the best hazy you've ever had. Uh, and I, because I did, I did enjoy it when I had it a couple of weeks ago. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yes. so that's why it's in my memory. I couldn't mm. remember. So really, there was no chance that you were going to pick this beer at all because you've already had it. Uh, I mean, probably yes. not. Not so much because <laughs> I've already had it, more because uh, I've talked about it on the show. Yeah, totally. Like two different yeah, things. totally. But but um, it'll be interesting to see where it sits okay. within your within your ranking. Oh, sweet, my memory. Sorry, everyone. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, I didn't realistically think you were going to pick this Fiji advice. Um, I should look this up. Vesa, 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 Vesa Java. You know, Belgian one week, German True. the next. We're just True. working our way around around Europe. Um, yeah, it's nice. only one one standard drink though. 3.8% standard. So I don't know if wow. that's a, uh, a Visa style thing or... Mm. But yes. I have yeah. high hopes. I have high nice. hopes for this. Yeah. Well, once again, I'm going to be feeling it a lot more than you because mine is 6.7 and two standards. Nice. Um, but, you know, that's, that's the way I like it. So, uh, <laughs> look, we'll both enjoy both side of our drinks. Uh, and I go to you, my friend, in the sense of asking, how are you? How are you doing? Like you said at the start, <sighs> it has been a very manic two weeks of things happening in Wellington that aren't necessarily related to you, but things are going on around the world in your life. How are you? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. As I said, it's it's been a crazy couple of weeks, man. I mean, just... I don't know. I don't want to say like it's been a negative couple of weeks, but I feel like the big things that have happened have all been sort of for the worse. Generally, not just or specific to my like personal life, but what's happening in the world. And maybe we just give a brief overview for you know a timestamp for anyone listening to this a year from now. Maybe us reminiscing in (laughs) ten years' time. Um, But over the last couple of weeks, a few things that have happened. Uh, Omicron has really taken off. I remember it's two gone. weeks ago when we recorded Oof. was the day before we were set to uh, have a goodbye party for Connor, uh, a friend of mine, friend of Matt's, friend of the show, uh, who's about to move to Melbourne. And the thought of, you know, going to a, a bar that we'd booked out privately was sort of like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll probably get this in before the proverbial hits the fan. Um that I don't remember how many cases there were two weeks ago, but today we're twenty three thousand. I think yep. what is it like one percent of New Zealanders have COVID now. You know, it's been yep. a crazy couple few weeks, and especially just within the last couple of days, I've had uh, I've had plenty plenty of connections to to people. But so you know, we'll come back to all of these. But to start with, Omicron really taking off in New Zealand. Uh, yesterday was the culmination of the 23 day uh 
I'll, I'll put in verbal quotation marks, protest, protest outside Parliament. It all came to a head yesterday afternoon, very violently, very chaotic. Uh, so that, I think, was quite stressful, not just as a sort of New Zealander, but as a Wellingtonian specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not very far away from, you know, where I live, where I work. Uh, so that all kind of came to an end yesterday in dramatic fashion. Uh, of course, on a world standpoint, the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine, I don't know about you, is very present in my mind. It's sort of hard oh, yeah. to ignore that it's going yeah, on. Totally. You know, you're yeah. trying to stay invested in world affairs. Um, and, uh, yeah, I feel like those have been kind of the, the three things. You know, there's been a few other things going on. It's not all, not all negative, but... Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe I'll throw it, throw it back to you. Across those three things, the kind of Omicron and Ukraine situation, the Parliament situation, I don't want to say, like, what's your take, but I feel like those are three things that, you mm. know, everyone in New Zealand has been experiencing in some amount. I mean, Auckland obviously has the most cases. I think it's sort of been 10,000 a day for the last few days. And, uh, you know, I've asked you recently how you're going and everything, but what's your, uh, I don't know, what's your what's your take on where we're at COVID-wise in Auckland? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, obviously being the biggest city in New Zealand, you know, like there is a lot more, there's, there's more population here. So, of course, proportionally to everyone else, we are going to have higher numbers, you know. Um, it is interesting, though, because a lot of people in my like close circle or like you know work circle kind of thing um no one's had it which is you know really interesting you know you hear about all of these people having it up in Auckland but no one I know on a first degree uh has it at the moment so that's interesting in itself um but yeah I think you know we try and do our, our best when going out I haven't been out that much lately um I guess it's kind of and you know in relation to that you kind of don't want to I'm like, I don't know, I don't need to go out, so why should I go out kind of thing? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, look, my quick take on Omicron is... I was having a discussion with my my mum the other day. I think it's hard because we did such a good job in protecting ourselves and making sure that, you know, we really didn't have an outbreak in things. Whereas, you know, uh, look, the science of it all and, you know, the the vaccinations and things like that you know a lot of us really haven't had any you know natural you know uh immunity to it because not a lot of us have had it a lot of countries had kind of you know gotten delta and the you know the the first ones and stuff a lot of the population had already had covid so when omicron came along it wasn't really anything that majorly different but i think because we did such a good job in keeping it out of a lot of our lives all of a sudden omicron's here and it's like yep well you know it seems pretty easy to spread right now we've got one of the highest r ratings with um omicron it's at 3.5 which, you know, the whole entire time we had COVID, we tried to keep it under one. And Omicron's at 3.5, which means that for every case is 3.5, other people are going to get it. And it's one of the highest contagion rates in the whole entire world. It's in like the top 10. Um, so yeah, it's just interesting how, we, you know, we've led up to this point to all of a sudden Omicron really, really hitting us as a population. 
but in saying that you know it's it's not as deadly and and things obviously you know people are still sick and it is is still taking a lot out of people's lives um but i think we're just you know we are very much lucky that it is you know the variant that it is um but yeah i mean oh as soon as we hit this peak and it starts going down and things as as we've been saying for the past two years who knows when that's going to be um but i I must say seeing the numbers every day is scary Mm. uh because it's it's almost that inevitability of when am i going to get it Mm. um especially being here in auckland yeah yeah it's fun it's funny because you can look at it on one side of the argument which is the like not my point of view but i can understand the like what's the point in getting vaccinated if it doesn't yeah. stop you getting it? And the other yeah. side of it is like, as you said, our whole protection against everything before Omicron was one of the best in the world. Yeah. And it's sort of a like, get everyone vaccinated. I think we're at like 97% single or double or something. And it's like, when the one comes along, that is the least, I mean, this isn't what we did, but an alternate way of thinking is like, when the strain comes along, that is the least deadly, let it in. Kind of like, keep yeah, the bad stuff yeah, yeah. out, keep it out, like let the slightly worse bully in. <laughs> and you're right, it is weird to be in such a different space. I mean, I've gone through the last few days, a serious up and down of going from like, definitely don't want to get it to just get it now. It makes the, yeah, yeah. you know. And so I, I said to Matt the other day, I don't, know any i don't have any close friends that have it at the moment two of the five barbers at work have it so they would be like the closest people but i would say i know at least 10 people who i would consider in like i don't know loosely the 50 people that i interact with the most in my life in wellington that are living with someone so the the kind of close contacts thing mm, mm. is really like this person's living in this person's living with and this person's living and the other weird thing for us at the moment is that we're not a hundred percent like Fran in particular has been quite sick the last few days. So I've had the whole, like trying to get, uh, rat tests, RAT tests. Um, on yesterday I got up, Fran wasn't feeling that well. I hadn't done a rat yet and I didn't want to go to work cause there's only two barbers left. Um, and in the end, thankfully, my boss had bought a few. And so I drove to her house in Wadestown to do one outside the house, then had to, came back negative, had to drive back to our house, bus back into town to work. So this was like oh the first two hours of work being open. I wasn't there because I was just yeah. trying to do all this stuff. Um, then was trying to get Fran one. She did one yesterday afternoon, came back negative. We both did one this morning, came back negative. But also I've talked to lots of people who have said that they were symptomatic and then didn't test positive until like day three. So I'm still skeptical. Like, yep. And within the last yep. couple of days with the whole like, we're sick, it might as well be it mm. is sort of mm. a weird line of thinking. And then you hear from people who are really unwell, like more unwell than we are. And then you think, oh, well, no, we don't have it. Actually don't want it. It's definitely strange. And when you think about the whole, you have to isolate for 10 days. Like I know a couple of people, as I've said, who are genuinely contemplating the whole, like if I'm living with someone with it, I might as well get it now because otherwise you, you know, if you isolate for seven days as a close contact, then get it. Then you have to isolate for longer. Yeah. Longer. It's such a strange flip in the, you know, how scared people are of it. And I don't necessarily think that's like a, a privilege of youth thing. Obviously, you know, 
the stats have said that lots of people who have it are under the age of 30. You know, it's more young people than old people and older people, more immunocompromised people are less likely to be like, oh, yeah, just let it let it take me. But to a certain extent, there is a philosophy of I'll probably get it timing-wise what makes the what is the least inconvenient, which makes sense. So, yeah, the last couple of days have been very – still have seven, seven tests left, so I imagine we'll probably do them – tomorrow morning and if they come back then maybe we'll save them i mean they're about to come into retails and stuff but yeah yeah the barbershop's strange there's only so of the five barbers three of us in the in the uh cafe there's four of the nine of us left so it's just strange it's just weird strange yeah that's yeah. weird yeah yeah it's, it's that time eh? it's that time um but look quickly mention on the other things you said i'll try and fire through my opinions yes, of it yeah the protest in itself it's hard because there was so many different groups of people in that protest you know there were people that were doing it for the right reasons there was conspirators that were just jumping on things there's just random people being like yep this is a place to be and a thing to fight for um people that didn't believe in anything but just wanted to be a part of the thing it it was just full of so many different groups of people that had so many different thoughts and ideas of why they were there and why they were trying to do it that it just got chaotic more and more you do it's it's so random to me that they turned the lawns of parliament into a bloody village yeah some people were calling it a reclaiming of land and were calling it a marae as well which the local iwi were like no that's not how it works it was just so strange people started wearing tinfoil hats for goodness sake like what did you see that there was a shortage of tinfoil in wellington Really? <laughs> yeah, Hell Pizza posted about it. They limited garlic bread to one person per customer because there was a limit of tinfoil. Which I wasn't sure if that was Hell was what? taking piss, but that was an actual post that they did on their, their social medias was saying oh, one gosh. garlic bread per person. Oh, even if they were taking the piss, that's pretty funny. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah I mean, I, I posted on my um my Insta- Instagram yesterday about being at a bus stop and hearing a guy talking to his phone about um, Jacinda Ardern's a robot and they wrote the script for her 10 years ago and that was the first time I'd actually heard some some crazy conspiracy stuff. Full-on conspiracy, yeah. But said in just such a nonchalant tone. Yeah, Um, Yeah, she's a robot, man. Yeah, and then, of course, yesterday, um, it just, yeah, it all came to a head pretty early on. You know, while I was driving across town was when the police Mm. came in and started this sort of operation to sort of enough's enough. Yeah, and then I but came then home like, from work after this crazy, crazy personal day, and I was about to have a nap, and sort of foolishly turned the live stream on, and it was like five minutes before the first fire got lit. The so, fire, yeah, yeah if this uh, first you've ever heard of it. They, there were a couple of hundred people still on Parliament grounds here in Wellington, New Zealand, and yeah, they were lighting fires, burning tents and stuff. It was crazy. I've never seen, never seen anything like. I mean, we've never really had anything like it, and emotionally, it was just a strange thing to to go through i think for me the fires was this was definitely the scariest part because you know i don't really fear or really i know respect the ability of that group like i Mm. I was never i never really felt like they could get the better of of our police force and our defense force all that sort of stuff but when you start a fire like that's something different right they might ignite the fire which they definitely did by the way i saw the video today i saw the Um, video as well you know 
that fire can take on a life of its own, just like floods can, just like earthquakes can. So I couldn't turn it off yesterday. I really needed a nap and I just couldn't turn it off. And then I stopped watching when the sort of fires were out and they were just, you know, chucking stuff. But yeah, yesterday was a crazy man, crazy day to be, to be a Wellingtonian man. Like yeah. this morning, it was a beautiful day here. And just all the conversations I had with people at the barbershop were people just being like, today is, is a better day than yesterday. But that's bad. Yeah. We re- we reclaimed the lawn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for big, now. Big uh, clean up plan for next week. I mean, I know they've been cleaning it up today, but sort of community stuff, which ho- I'm hoping to be able to be a part of, depending on, you know, what days yeah, and times nice. and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're going to have to put bloody new grass in as well. Oh. <laughs> Redo the playground. Put the grass. But yeah, yeah it was no, just so a, to, 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 I guess, pivot that to the, the other thing, which the Russian of ukraine it just made me think of you know this is like five percent of what it would feel like to have your your home city be invaded or you know bombed or you know it was just a few people setting a few fires imagine how it would be to have have your entire city be just yeah just had have war set upon it and yeah yeah i mean it's it's been impossible to be ignored the last few weeks it's and for for good reason i mean i think it's just something you know pretty unprecedented in our time and you know there's lots of common commentary about the the interest in the investment of this versus the interest in investment with sort of you know similar wars in the middle east which i think is completely fair about our sort of european western centric view of these sorts of things i think that commentary is definitely valuable and and valid but for whatever reason this just kind of it's different and all the stuff yeah. that it's, it's, it's affecting I mean, the thing for me today as a sports fan as a Chelsea football club fan Chelsea's owner Roman Abramovich Russian oligarch has said today that he'll sell the club because it's he just can't own it anymore and he probably knows that sanctions are coming like the effect politically economically is crazy and when you boil it down to it it's because there are people getting killed in the Ukraine and yeah yeah, yeah it's just crazy one of those news things that again you've similar to the COVID stuff at a certain point you just want to turn it off to not consume the stressful content but when you know what's going on I feel like there's I feel a personal obligation to kind of keep up to date it's just such a strange yeah. time to be engaging with news and media oh totally it's and I mean the I think the the big difference with this you know war and invasion or you know whatever you, whatever Putin wants to call it is I mean, you know, war has been going on throughout our whole lifetime. You know, Afghan, Afghanistan, Iraq. You know, all, all of that stuff has been has been going on. I mean, was it back in the early tens? There was the Crimean War, which is Russia and Ukraine in itself, and Russia just trying to take back a little bit more. And it's it's interesting, you know, because I'm always like, why is this happening? Like, I don't understand. And then I'm trying to be like, okay, is Ukraine? actually doing something wrong in order to get one of the biggest powerhouses in the world to attack it and so you know you try and hear it from all different sides and stuff and i i heard a i heard a speech from putin really recently and it's like you know he he wants to make sure that ukraine doesn't join nato because if they join nato nato are going to help them take back the crimean peninsula and in doing that, that starts a war with Russia. So he was basically like, I can't let them do this because if they try and take back their land, then I have to attack all of these people. 
and I have nukes. Like, that's pretty much what he was saying. He's like, I have to stop them from doing this because if they attack me, I have no other choice but to attack NATO and all of Europe. He's, he's, he's basically painting the picture of like, if you do this, it, it's your fault. It's not my fault that I'm going to retaliate. It's, it's, it's your fault for, for this happening. So it's just so interesting hearing all of the political talks and the speeches and things like that. But then you, you all of that going on in the background and you just see, I, I, this is another thing I was talking about my mum. It's so weird. I mean, I know we've had cameras and things and all of that, but just the day of inf- of information and TikTok and people having phones and soldiers having phones, just the amount of videos coming out of Ukraine of everything that's going on and how just, you know, obviously there's some things that we can't see, but, you know, the transparency behind of a lot of, of what's going on is is freaky in itself. And uh, I it's, it's hard watching the rest of the world kind of just give their support um you know cripple russia in different ways can't really go in there and help because then we're painting a target on our own backs it's it's just a very big political stirring pot which i find very very interesting and very sad but look ukraine is look they're they're holding it down man uh like i think it's it's brilliant in itself how what they've been able to do and and just watching you know some of these videos of the communities making bloody molotov cocktails and throwing them at trucks and you know these you see the video of the guy in the tractor who like put his tow bar onto a tank and like was stole it off (laughs) off some soldiers that weren't in it and was like pulling the tank along with his tractor (laughs) no i didn't see that i didn't see that (laughs) that's funny you see like ukrainians just pull up to russian soldiers be like what are you doing why are you here and the russian soldiers like oh look uh, just go away we don't know. We're just, you know, it's the whole, we're just taking orders. And I, I, that's the, that's the interesting thing about it all. But uh, it's every, uh, everything is happening with like walking on, on eggshells and glass. Because if, if, if one country does something wrong or something happens, as it, it's always said in the news, and as Putin has said before, he has 6,000 nukes at his disposal, you know? And that's the kind of thing that's going to happen if this war goes any any longer. It's going gonna, it's gonna to finish as fast as it starts. Um, and that's, that's the, I guess that's the ultimately scary thing about all of this happening. But look, I've got all faith in Ukraine, man, because like what they've been doing the past five, six days, oh, they're holding it down. And I, I have nothing but, you know love for for what they're they're going through right now but it's of it sucks i mean you know it's an absolutely shitty situation to mm. see that this is still happening and it, you yeah. know and, and all all for the point of of territory or whatever it is whatever yeah it's just been like a, every day i don't know it's just been a couple of weeks of 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 madness from a current events perspective, but from your personal perspective, how are things going? I know, you know, very exciting, uh, big event, at least, uh, one in the last few weeks. Tell, tell the people what's been going on. You know, I, I need to say no more. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, as I mentioned two weeks ago, uh, and the reason why we took last week off, um, is because I have moved. Uh, I have moved in uh, with my partner Morgan, uh, and we have got our own apartment, uh, and it is pretty sick. It's uh, oh, sorry, I need a, <laughs> this beer is going straight to me. Oh, 
Ooh, Leap God. that out. Sorry. Sorry, I should have um, dived in and, and said something and tried to time it with your... Uh, <laughs> no, nah, the people need to hear it. It's fine. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a very lovely place. Uh, two bedrooms, open plan, um, living room, kitchen, island, um, two balconies, one in the lounge, one in the bedroom, eighth floor, so beautiful view. Um and yeah it's it's lovely it's 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 such a nice place and we're really happy to be here um so last week was very much of packing down my old place and morgan packing down her place combining two different flats into one like two lives into one has been very interesting in itself um but yeah it was really stressful move day with the movers and everything like that just making sure we got everything a few trips in the car getting things into the elevator to then get up um we actually we we brought some movers to help us you know with all of the big stuff and a big truck and things um but that was an ordeal in itself uh but yeah it's uh, like ultimately we are here now we're settled in we're still you know decorating and doing bits and bobs and things like that um before we really call it completed um but you know we have moved in and it's it's great how Um, much of a um because i mean moving into new space is so it's so weird you bring all your stuff and all you want to do is just put the stuff down like just because you, you have the moving and then you have sort of moving in. Yeah, I remember when we moved in here, I think we just put sort of all the boxes in the lounge and I don't even remember us deciding where to put stuff because ultimately you just want to put things away and you know, a mm, few weeks mm. later you move it and a few months later you move it. Did you just kind of put all the boxes in? I mean, I have been <laughs> privileged enough to see a personal a personal tour <laughs> uh, digital tour did you just put everything in the lounge and then you know where did you start you put everything in the kitchen or stuff in the bedrooms or box at a time just randomly because i mean your space is big it's a big space yeah. and the thing yeah, about yeah, a big yeah. space is we actually have lots of choices of where to put things yeah totally yeah i think i mean we knew what each room was going to be beforehand right so we knew that this was going to be i'm currently in the bedroom so i knew you know with the the bed and um, bedside tables and all of that straight in there um we uh our second room uh we have created um almost like a kind of office gaming space calling i've called it the cave um but basically just got my tv and ps5 in there and it's where we go if we want to game or watch something a bit isolated from each other eventually there'll be a desk in there um for you know more of an office space um so we knew that all of that stuff's in there but yeah everything else just went into the lounge and like you said you just put a box down you open a box be like okay this is what this is and you just kind of start putting it around so i think we had an idea of what where everything was going but it uh it is very much all of the things that don't have a home are still in the lounge right now right Um, right so yeah so we're waiting for more we're going to buy more storage and and things like that so yeah things are just sitting out in the lounge so we've told people that they can't come over probably for another week or two uh until we're like done fair enough you have to feel yeah. we have to feel ready to present it in a yeah exactly level. what's exactly. your what's your favorite thing about the the space not like oh we're with living together i don't want none of that i want like, I like <laughs> no, 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 no. this window or like this drawer or like functionally space wise what is your favorite thing 
yeah i think i think for me uh would be like the kitchen in yes. itself like it's a four stovetop instead of a two in my apartment so so much better for cooking um i have a proper properly sized fridge instead of a yes. mini fridge big talking um, matter on the show yes very true so having a bigger fridge and a freezer as well right now there's some like karage chicken some like chicken thighs ready for a dinner in a few days some ice cream it's like those little luxuries that i haven't had for the past two years uh is 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 so nice so i i would say the kitchen is probably like one of my favorite spaces in the sense of functionality that i've had before um but honestly the other thing that i absolutely love i think is as noisy as it can be sometimes um but in saying that my old my old place was still noisy is being on the eighth floor and just having the view that we have um the luxury of having two balconies one in the bedroom one in the lounge um and just glass just covering the whole of one side of the apartment and just being able to see the view is amazing like it's 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 so nice but yeah like i said it's we're overlooking a motorway um so i originally planned to record our episodes in the cave but i did not realize how noisy and how much the microphone picks up the motorway um so damn our expensive microphone no so i've i'm yeah i'm currently just recording in in the bedroom until i figure something out maybe i don't figure something out and that's just the way it is um but regardless of that uh yeah the the view is is i love it i love it Uh, as as i don't care about the the cars or anything like that um another interesting thing that i enjoy as loud as it is are the helicopters that come into the hospital Mm. because it is literally that hospital is right there uh and it goes just behind a building so they they literally like not quite like uh eye level but it comes down like the helicopters just outside the apartment and fly all the way across the motorway onto the hospital it's those little weird things i'm like huh it's a helicopter (laughs) it's weird seeing things fly like just horizontally (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so yeah. use a planes taking it off in that, I guess, diagonal uh, I don't know fashion. How to yep, fashion. I get you. Diag- yep. Diagonal fashion. <laughs> I think that's the weird thing about helicopters. They just they keep, unless they're like descending or ascending right at the start of the bottom, for the most part, they just go side to side. When mm. I lived in Bristol, it was such a big hot air balloon city, like in and around Bristol, for whatever reason, just cool. they have a whole hot air balloon festival which is like the biggest hot air balloon festival in europe but even just generally there's certain months of the year where it's good hot air ballooning season um and you just be like i can remember being on buses going around town and you just see like a hot air balloon going in front of you not that far away like almost at eyeline on a double decker bus which is high enough to clear roofs and stuff but <laughs> yeah, yeah just yeah, yeah. trucking along and like this just doesn't this doesn't seem what are you doing? safe. Yeah. Yeah, just seeing seeing something go left to right or right to left just at your eye line just feels really weird. I feel like we associate that kind of down up or up downness, but just yeah, tracking across totally. is just strange. Totally. So yeah, it's the it's those little things that I like. So I mean, even though you asked me one thing, there are multiple things with this apartment where I'm like, yeah, this is this is cool. Um 
And yeah, I think the other thing is just like, you know, obviously me and Morgan just kind of, um, we've always been really good with our communication. Um, I think it's just, you know, obviously our lives adjusting in the sense of now living together, which I absolutely love, you know, being able to, cause I'm, you know, Morgan is the, is the bread maker, uh, in our relationship. Uh, so being able to, you know, do all of the, you know, the domesticated jobs, uh, at home, laundry, cleaning, um, cooking dinners, um, for her when she gets home, it's those things that actually give me a lot of joy, um, and make me look forward to the future. Um, so yeah, it, it is definitely the next step in, in, in our book, in our chapter, uh, and I'm, yeah, I'm just looking forward to see what, you know, what we do together in this space and, and how we call it home even more and more. And yeah, just, just continue moving forward. You know, it's the first really big step, um, for us and yeah, we're just looking forward to seeing where it takes us. Exciting, bro. Such a nice, uh, silver lining's not the right way to phrase it. A nice bright <laughs> spot in what has been an otherwise sort of tumultuous yeah. last couple of weeks. I'm totally excited to see it whenever that happens. You know, we've we've talked, I'm meant to be going up to Auckland in a couple of weeks. That might be a terrible idea. You know, yeah, I'm not yeah, expecting yeah, yeah, it yeah, to happen, yeah. but it may it may still happen, who knows? Um yeah, I'm really excited. I'm excited to to see it a little bit more lived in to touch all the surfaces to stand <laughs> on all the balconies to sleep on all the beds you know <laughs> that's okay there'll be right? a nice air bed for you i got you oh, i got you yes yes now it's exciting <laughs> and so exciting for you because you've been in that apartment in auckland basically you know ever since you left wellington so this is uh yeah you know you're you're i don't want to say your your first your first place because the apartment was obviously you know a new space for yeah. Auckland but this is this is kind of by decision by design rather than totally. making the best of a situation of that, a situation yeah yeah that's so yeah. true yeah it is it is my first move within Auckland and look that leads me in quickly to my question for you today mm. uh as 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 much as we've rambled on about current events and not rambled I've enjoyed it it's actually quite interesting to talk about it um but my question for you today is it's very much leads into what has just gone on in my life um and yeah I'm not entirely sure of this answer um but uh, my question is how many times have you moved Mm. I thought you might like, ask this just based on the sort of yeah your quick the, transition the lead in. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, from uh, I mean, uh, uh, you know, you can include if you moved as a as a baby or if you just want to do the moves you remember. But yeah, how many times have you moved around in your life? So I'm a I'm a one house grown up kid. Oi. Born in that? Well, no, I wasn't born in the house. You weren't born in that house. No, Wellington <laughs> Central Hospital. Thank you. Um, it was a Saturday. <laughs> Fran and I born on the same day, which is really helpful. Different months, different. But we just we were both oh, born on a Saturday, Saturday. so that's something. That oh, okay. Had. And so we had the same birthday of the week every year. Um, just helpful for keeping track of. Nice. Uh, that was a tangent no one needed. No. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, grew up in the same house from ages zero to 18. First year of uni, moved into a hall, so that's one. Second year of uni, moved into a flat, so that's two. Third year of uni, went on exchange, which I'll count as a three because yeah, of course. different living situation. 
came back and moved back into home, which I will count as four because a different That's time of like life, you know, living at home with my parents at uni, four. Moved into the Mount Vic flat in 2017. That was uh, five. Um, I won't count the next move. I went back home for a little bit before moving to the UK. I don't really think that counts because there's... Yeah, it was I a, You know, I left quite quickly after that. It wasn't wholly different from when I was last at home, so I wouldn't count that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moving to the UK, uh, but funny because I moved there not knowing where I was going to end up, but so I would just sort of count it as once I decided to move to Bristol, I lived with... Uh, some friends I'd say for long enough for that to probably hmm, I don't know you be the judge I lived with them for two weeks and had all my stuff and then I went and lived with some more family friends for a couple of weeks and had my stuff and then eventually settled into my flat so I don't know that could either be zero or yeah I would say not until you settled into your flat okay okay that's fair so that becomes six when I settled into flat Bristol uh, stayed there the 18 months that I was in Bristol, which I always think is weird that that's the longest I've lived in any one place other than my parents' house. Everywhere else up until Whoa, then has been a that's... year or less. Yeah, the 18 months in Bristol was was the longest period, which is so strange because I didn't live with wow. people that I knew and it was probably the least homely flat environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you'd think you would stay the longest in the most homely environment. But anyway, so it was, was I mean, you had a purpose, I guess, you know. You were like, oh, hey, this There was, was a it. purpose. <laughs> I, had, I had so much purpose. So much purpose. Um, move seven <laughs> was to Crystal Palace, where and Fran and I moved in together. Mm-hmm. Move eight back home which again i think counts because of how significant across kind of like country move it was even though i was at home for probably only like three months i would say that probably counts from like a shifting all your stuff across the other side of the world yeah um bristol was six christmas seven homes eight nine uh brooklyn the brooklyn flat in 2020 and where we are currently in hatare is number 10 i know that that's not that many and Fran is a shining example of how you can move a whole lot more than that. Because I think she maybe had like 10 flats over the five years of her degree. Oh, um, wow. But yeah, 10. I guess I've always lived in places, any flat I've moved in for like six months has basically my minimum. Like I haven't moved anywhere for a couple of months and then get out of there. Yeah, but, same. I'm the same, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Is ten? Does Tim seem high or or low? Discounting the childhood thing because obviously I didn't move around at all. Like what? Yeah, yeah, how yeah. Many have you got? Yeah, I mean that's pretty similar to me. So I'm not going to include me as a baby because I was obviously born in the Netherlands and I was uh, in Auckland. Uh, so that's the first place I settled down, and then from Auckland I moved to Tiamudu. So I'm not going to include those two moves just because I obviously don't remember them and I weren't really a part of them. So I grew up in um, in Tiamudu and Punu Road. And then when I was about five or six, uh, we moved um, into another place. I can't remember what the street name was. Uh, and then from there, we moved to another place, uh, Park Road. And then from Park Road, we moved to Kiki Road. Uh, And then from Kiki Road, we moved to Leith Street. 
So that's five moves just in my childhood. Um, and then, um, man, where did I go after that? Oh, and then in my final year of high school, uh, we moved to Hamilton. So we moved to Denver place. So that's six, so that's six from the end of high school. Uh, and then I moved down to Wellington into the halls. That's seven. After the halls, I moved back to back home to Leith street for the summer. So I'm going to include that cause that's like three months mm-hmm. that I moved back home. And then thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and then after that, for my second year of uni, I moved to Cuba Street. So that's nine. Cuba Street Castle. Spoken Cuba about Street. before on the podcast. Oy. Uh, after Cuba Street, I then moved into taking over your room up mm. at Glenmore Street. So that's 10. Um, I was then at Glenmore Street for, I think, three years. Time. Yeah, I think I was there for three years. So that would have been uh, end of 15, 16, 17, till the, yeah, till the start of 2018, I believe. Um, wait, I lost my count. That you was were at 10, I think. The move 10. to Glenmore was 10. The move to Glenmore was 10. Yeah. Yeah. And then after Glenmore, um, moved to... Above KFC. Above KFC. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, Courtney Place. That's it. So, <laughs> yeah, but exactly. Sorry, above KFC. Um... <laughs> so, yeah, KFC uh, in 2018 was there for two years. Um, and then I was meant to be moving to Europe. Um, so, moved up to Auckland. Um, Europe was cancelled because of COVID. Stayed in Auckland. And then this is my 13th move in my lifetime. So if we make your hall move, the first move, this is only number five, not counting your house, which not, I know is not, not fair. Like you would take a couple off mine, but sorry, not hall, counting my childhood. No, no, not counting you going back home after. Oh, it'll be 12. So you go hall. Oh no. I'm so hall is one. Glenmore streets two. Courtney place is three. Apartment is four. This is five. Like, aside from you moving back to Leith Street in between, this is only your fifth non-home space. You look puzzled. I feel like I got oh, the right. Oh, I get what you mean. I get what you mean in the sense of being home. Yeah, like, this yeah, is... I, your, yes, yeah, yeah, I yeah, get yeah. what you mean. Yeah. So this is your uh, fifth sort of uh, some version of renting space. And in the, yes. the reason I bring it up is because a whole, you know you have a choice of where you go, but you don't really, you know, it's not a personal choice. Glenmore Street took over from me. Courtney Place, I don't know the specifics of like how you guys arrived on that, but you know, that was a decision to move to that space. The apartment was obviously, uh, you know, you didn't choose that space. So this is only the second time you have kind of picked something from a range of options, correct? Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, it'll be yeah, it'll be the fifth yeah fifth time. Yeah, where I've been like yeah, this is where I'm going. Everything else was yeah childhood or moving yeah. back home. Yeah, that's which is true. not which is not very many, especially no. compared to you know people who bounce around every single year. I mean the fact that you did five years across two places is sort of you know an extended stay. 
Yeah, totally. I mean, that's just it. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, one year in Halls, one year at Cuba Street, and then, yeah, the, the rest of uni life in Wellington was, yeah, only two places. I miss Cuba Street. That's my bad. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, Cuba Street's only, yeah, mm-hmm. only one year. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, but such an imprint. More than a year, I know. emotionally. I know, it was such a good year. <laughs> if I could go back, it'd be a good year. Oh, they should just, <laughs> man, there's just... There should be some kind of service where you can kind of like go back around all the places that you, there should be a weekend once a year where it's like open flats and you're allowed to just like, <laughs> you're allowed to it. just like, go in. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> just go in. Functionally that would never work, but you know, yeah, I've always just wanted to go back to two to two, the halls and like see what my room, see how small that room was. Cause at the time yeah, I'm sure yeah, it felt yeah, big, yeah. whereas now I'm sure it's tiny. Um, totally. I yes, think that's we celebrate turning. your move. We celebrate you and Morgan moving in together. Uh, and as Woo-hoo. I said, I look forward to uh, assessing it, stacking it up against all the uh, the other places I've I've been to. Because I think I've been to every other place you've lived before. Yes. Uh, yes. Because well, there wasn't that many. Side. So. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from childhood. Um, yeah. Exactly. Exciting. Well, it's not in my halls times. either. But yes true that is true we didn't know each other then i've been no, really friends back then you you were in Dapuni, eh yeah yeah but i've been to Dapuni before so yes, like i can yes. envisage what those halls are like. anyway we digress way too far down the specifics <laughs> of wellington uh abodes available um to round thing off for this week what have you been watching it's been a couple of weeks what have you been yeah. gaming a few things we're a bit thin a couple of weeks ago again I haven't watched that much myself. There's a few things mm-hmm. to talk about. Personally, I'm more uh, more movie heavy this week. Uh, nice. But how about you? What What have you been consuming lately? Um. Yeah. L- little bits and bobs of things. Um. Haven't really binged anything lately. Um. The other night, uh, we were eating dinner and just wanted to randomly chuck a movie on. Uh, and the choice was This Is Forty. With old Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that movie. I think it's so funny. And I watch it and I'm like, God, I'm going to be like that one day. Um, I think it's, yeah, I think it's such a, a, a funny uh, preview of adulthood and a family life. I, I think it's so funny. Um, and, yeah, I, I really enjoy Paul Rudd in those kinds of movies. Um, was it, was the... Uh, um, I love you, man. Yes, big um, fan of yeah, I love you, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I, I, I really like those movies. So this is forty, very much on my list in, in those sense of comedies. Um, but yeah, everything else has just been bits and bobs. Last night we started watching Vikings Valhalla, mm. um, which is the sequel to the TV show Vikings. Right. Um, set, I think, I think it's set a hundred years after everything with Rathnar Lombrook um, and and the whole the seasons of Vikings. Um, so yeah, so I haven't actually watched Vikings, but we started watching this. No because need to have a, I. Yeah. Because it's a hundred years after all of that, I'm kind of like, yes, yeah, it's its own story. Yeah. Um, very, very good. Very interesting. Um, and I like where it's heading. So I think we've only watched one or two episodes of that. Um, started watching the second season of space force. Steve yes. Carell. Yeah. So funny. I, I love that kind of farce, um, uh, satire comedy uh, that that that's going on about you know uh, America's space force and uh, NASA and all this. I, I think I think it's such a good job, and I love Steve Carell. Um, 
and two other little kind of reality uh, shows um, did finish um, is Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. Uh, and if you don't know who Jonathan Van Ness is, he is part of the Queer Eye group. Um, and they uh, identify as non-binary. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, I, they are beautiful, beautiful human being. Um, and they started their own show, uh, Getting Curious With, and every episode is basically them just uh looking at a different aspect or a different topic of something and just getting really into it and trying to just understand it a little bit more um so that that was just a really you know easy show to have on the background or pay attention to and i think jonathan vaness is, is such a such a funny person um and then the other one we just started watching the other day is called swap shop uh, swap shop treasure hunters um it kind of reminded us of uh auction is it auction hunters no storage wars it reminded us of storage wars um basically the premise is, is that there's a whole bunch of like duos um around america or a specific part of america i think it's louisiana oh gosh no it's not can't remember whereabouts anyway there's a radio show called swap shop and they go out every on the radio every day they put out a call of all of these different little bargains and things happening in the area and basically everyone's like oh yeah first there first serve and they just find junk buy it and then try and make a profit out of it uh so it's it's i you know some of it's scripted i guess but it is it is very interesting to see how they all interact with each other like someone turns up on the lot being like oh hey there i didn't realize that you were here already like it's 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 uh it, it is quite entertaining um and an easy 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 watch to have on the background and if you enjoy antiques and knickknacks and valuables and people's junk and stuff yeah i got uh, into um uh porn stars just on youtube uh, recently yep yep, yep. P-A-W-N. everyone. Gosh. Stars. Because weirdly, I went down the like, Antics Roadshow. I think it was a Queen Dinner one night. And I was like, I just want to watch, have YouTube on the background. <laughs> and I was searching like, Antiques Roadshow, highest valuation or something, <laughs> something as you do. Nice. And that led me down because there aren't very many of those videos. Like It's not like BBC is posting them or anyone is, whereas yep. Porn Stars yep. has lots of quick compilations. So, yeah, there's something very specific about that, like people looking for intrinsic value within material stuff that mm. we don't understand, which is its own kind of consumption. So I would absolutely enjoy that show for sure. Yeah, Swap Shop, Treasure Hunters. Um, that's it. Just Swap Shop Original. Swap Shop Original. Don't, don't um, get confused. We're looking for treasure <laughs> Um yeah, I guess in, in a, a quick mention in terms of something that I'll probably talk about more next time because I probably would have started by then. Um, but in terms of like gaming and things like that, um, I'm actually going to start streaming um, as of next week, I believe. Um, and if, if all of you that don't know what that is, it's basically me uh, going live every couple of days for a few hours or so um and you can just drop in and watch me play video games or talk or and things like that so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna start my my streaming career per se i've um i've 
rechanged, rebranded my um, gamer tag. Um, I've created a little emblem for myself. Uh, I'm gonna create a Twitter um, and another TikTok and things like that. So yeah, I'm putting all of this kind of social media um, work into it to see if I can start getting followers and then yeah, start going live and seeing if I can if I can start a little little following of of, of people watching me play video games or a large following. Or a large following of people watching me play video games, um, which I'm pretty excited. I've got the game that I'm gonna that I'm gonna stream first and play through, um, and yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with that. I have I watch streaming all the time, and I've talked about it countless times, and it's something that I really enjoy, and I feel like that I would enjoy doing. Mm. Um, so I'm gonna start doing it. I love entertaining people, uh, and I love playing video games. So why not just do both of them at the same time? So yeah, I mean, I'm just the getting the logistics side you're of it. You're sitting together. there playing it anyway. Yeah, it's exactly. Not like it's taking out any more of your time. You just say a few more things. Oh, hi there. Thanks for the follow. <laughs> and. Kereru Fijoa Weiser has donated two dollars. Thank you, <laughs> <Yeah>. Kereru. <laughs> I think that's how it works. I yeah, admittedly nice. have not watched very many streams, but I think Yo. that's uh... <laughs> that's no. You're pretty close. It's good. Cool. It's good. Cool. But hey, yeah, I'll next watch. time I'll I'll um I'll you know shout shout myself out a little yeah, bit of more. Course. With I'm all sure. The I'm sure a decent proportion of our listening audience both knows what you know streaming is and would be interested because if they're listening to you they're probably happy to listen to you and watch you do stuff at the same time um hey. thank you for your your shares of what you've been watching mind of things as i say actually it's been all films um starting from i guess most recently i've uh, i've been re-watching in chunks now sometimes i find there'll be a movie that I'll be like, I want to rewatch that. Everything I've watched has been rewatches in the last couple of weeks. I mean, offers are still chugging along season six. We're getting, you know, we're going along. Nice. Nice. But a film that we have talked about on the show before and both of our sports films, best of remember the Titans, Denzel Washington, hey. uh, American football integration story. And I've just been wanting to rewatch it for ages. And I just thought, you know what? I think it was two weeks ago. I went, I'm just going to start it. And even if I only watch 20 minutes, at least I will have started it and I'm not putting that pressure yeah, on myself. Nice. And last week I watched maybe, I think it's like two hours long. So I probably watched from 30 minutes to 90 minutes and I still have half an hour left. I think we need to normalize that more, the listening to uh, watching movies in chunks. You know, you don't have to do it all the two hours. And I really enjoyed it. It has validated its kind of spot within the... Uh, Hall of, my personal sports film Hall of Fame. <laughs> so remember the Titans, worth a rewatch. Uh, left side, strong side, and all that good stuff. Um, another film that I rewatched a couple of weekends ago uh, as a part of my dear friend Connor's kind of going away thing was About Time. I don't know if I've talked about it before, but About Time is one of my favorite films ever. Uh, it is a film that have a strange strange relationship with have i ever you have we ever talked about this before i don't know Gosh, I, don't, I don't i don't know i've got a puzzled face right now i'm trying to figure out what about time is wow clearly we've never talked about it before about time is a i think it's richard curtis but it is a film uh with dom hall gleason rachel McAdams, and bill nye kind of the core cast and it is about uh, 
Dom Hall Gleason's character discovering that he can travel in time just through his own life. And it's kind of about how he uses that uh, to live a more fulfilled life. Critically not acclaimed. I don't understand why. Um, but yeah, this film, for whatever reason, in, in first year of university, um, two of my good friends from secondary school, we have three consecutive birthdays. So the 17th, the 18th, and the 19th of November, myself being the 18th. So it was always sort of, you know, what are we doing for this period of time where three of the nine of us have our birthdays i think it was the first year of university we went to uh one of our friend's parents house and we sort of just we parked up we had some drinks and for some reason we watched this film no one can remember why and it has just been the tradition for us pretty much every year since 2014 there've been some times where it hasn't happened like the two years that i was away i'm not sure but most years there has been at least one group watch of it and so last weekend on the saturday before connor left wellington on the sunday still in new zealand but he's leaving to melbourne i think in a week um all nine of us were there and we just love this movie we just love watching it as a group you know we have such a a love for sharing space with each other while Mm. watching it and it's I don't want to say it's all inside jokes because I think the film is genuinely good. I think it's a rare rom-com that is, I don't want to say it's, this is, this is not a statement I'm making, even though it sounds like (laughs) I'm not saying it's a rom-com for men rather than for women. It's for everyone to enjoy, but I think there are lots of rom-coms that men don't enjoy. And this is a rom-com that Uh, you're more likely to enjoy. Um, I hope that doesn't get me into trouble. But yeah, there's lots of, you know, there's a strong father-son relationship. There's, you know, there's lots of sort of male relationships in there that, that show, I guess, love in a really positive way, which is a good thing. But bro, you need to watch this film. I can't believe yeah. we've never talked about I this. Know. I Coming up on 100 it. episodes. It was probably the film I've seen most in my life. Wow. I probably talked through the script. Anyway, about time very special place in my heart with the friendships of these 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 friends and yeah nice. there was i remember we watched it before i went away and there was the question of like when will we watch this again next you know together again and now that connor's gone you know that sort of when will all of us be in the same room again mm. um i probably should have done this that film last but i, I thought i had talked about it before <laughs> um and the final film that i've rewatched in the last few weeks again i'm not sure if we've ever talked about it. i don't think we have under the Silver Lake. Ooh. Under the Silver Lake is a very, very weird film. It's on Netflix. It stars Andrew Garfield. I don't want to say too much about it because it's one of those films that is just so unique that it's kind of like a just watch it. I guess another film that I'd put within that category might be like Nightcrawler. Like, you wouldn't try and explain Nightcrawler to anyone other than just True. being like, Jake Gyllenhaal's really creepy. Like, he's he's phenomenal in this performance. But you wouldn't try and go further than that. Under the Silver Lake is one of the strangest films you'll ever watch. And I just recommend it to everyone because it's so different. You kind of don't know if it's, you know, what tone it's trying to fit. But the first time... I've only ever seen it once before the rewatch. Friend and I watched Ember Stall. We just came away from that two hours being like, 
what the hell did we just watch? <laughs> Whereas if, uh, a few days ago we rewatched it and we had a completely different experience, you know. It was at least a couple of years between the watches, you know, different house, different stage in our relationship, like different time of day, all that kind of stuff. But it was a very gratifying reason why you should watch something for a second time. But I think you'll mm. really enjoy it. I think Morgan probably enjoy it. But you need to be in the mood for a film that is not straightforward. It's very, it's weird. Interesting. I'll just say it's weird. But yeah, th- so three films. Remember the Titans, About Time, Under the Silver Lake, all of which I rewatched for very different reasons, all of which I enjoyed. And I think are probably in my, I don't know, I don't want to say top 100 films or put a number on it, but I imagine they will all be films that I will watch again yep. in six months, in a year, in two years' time. Um, but yay for rewatching stuff. But yay. definitely About Time and Under the Silver Lake. I feel like that's a, that's a, that's About Time is a friendship thing, and Under the Silver Lake is a, I think you'll enjoy it thing. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. All right. I'm going to add them to the list. Add them to the list. Um, the list grows on and on. I know. Speaking of lists going on and on, we have to rank our 34th beer consumed on this podcast. Oh my gosh. Um, I see you writing notes, so I'm yeah, happy sorry. to go first. No, don't apologize. Mm. So this Kedaru Fijoa Vesa, Vesa, um, it's really nice. Yeah. I, I would base like, in scoring this, I'm basically putting it up against all other sours and and trying to figure out where it fits. Like, I've enjoyed it more than... Whenever I, whenever I look at the sours, I always think, did I enjoy it more than the Garage Project Electric Dry Acid Hot Test Sour Test? I don't remember what it was, which I gave 7.5. Yes, I enjoy it more than that. Do I enjoy it more than the White Mischief, which I gave an initial 8.4 and 8.6? no i don't think so but it's actually really close so i think as i scan the list of other sours the balen sour was an 8.1 the saison du nectar was an 8.4 i think i'm gonna have one last little little sip Mm. i think this is an 8.2 I think it's an 8.3. Only because I want to put below the White Mischief, which I initially gave an 8.4. I would probably choose this over the Saison and do Nectar Sour. And the one thing I will say is, if you like Fijoa, it'll be a 9 for you. I mean, I enjoy Fijoa, but people really like Fijoa. As a a beer that I thought I was taking a risk on and wasn't sure whether I'd like, especially in comparison to your train wreck last week. Very, very impressed with us. And from a, like what I expected it to score to what it has scored, probably the exceeded expectations of my entire ranking. So congratulations to you, Kiriru. Another, uh, what is it? Feather in your cap. But tell Feather us about the, the uh, Brewer's Guide number one ranked hazy. <laughs> um yeah look i've really enjoyed this uh it's easy to drink but like not easy to drink in the sense of um like it is a very full flavor um but i enjoy those full flavors of beers the double ipas the hazy ipas 
Um, so yeah, the full the fuller the better for me. And this is really up there. And uh, look, I I pulled I pulled out my list of rankings and things, and I'm I'm looking at what I've listed my other hazy IPAs, and I think this is is really up there. I can't I can't remember batch brewing Planet Nectron, but I gave that an eight point eight. So like I really enjoyed that. Um, the Lake Man that I did the other day, the double um, hazy IPA, I gave that an eight point seven. Um, so yeah, I've got a lot of hazy IPAs really up there, and and this is really up there as well. I just wish I could remember that Planet Nectron as 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 much as I do. As I don't I don't remember it at all. Um, but it's it's got to be up there because I I I do very much enjoy this. It has gone straight to my head, I must say. Um, I've got to, I, <laughs> this is very hard. I've got to put it up there with it because it's, it's really good. I'm, I'm going to give it an 8.8. Um, nice. With I everything think that's else. the honorable thing to do is to tie it and there will be a time where yeah. you come back and you'll figure it out. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's like I said, very easy to drink. Um, I didn't find anything wrong with it. I like the heavier beers, the fuller beers. Um, to someone else, if they got a over, you know, a can of this, maybe not their cup of tea. But for me, definitely in my wheelhouse. So yeah, Waitoa Afterglow Hazy IPA, eight point eight. Nice, a high score, a, a high, a high scored score. paired week as well. Totally. So well done to, uh, well done to Brulette number thirty four. Hey. Um, and that's us for another week. You know, it's been another slightly longer episode, but, you know, we've been kind of doing them every couple of weeks, and obviously exactly. there's been lots going on to catch up on. So, uh, yes, let's just hope the sort of the next week or the next couple of weeks, things, well, chance of them coming down, low. Um, but, you know, maybe emotionally they won't be quite as <laughs> quite as intense. I hope you settle into your, your new fare and you can kind of, relax into the space a little bit and hey two weeks time is is in theory when i'm basically meant to be coming up so yeah, you know yeah. we'll see who knows you know, that may be the next episode that may not happen we may record next week we make no promises no promises at all but yeah any final final thoughts before we sign off for the week oh Oof. final thoughts um yeah i, I think you know, for me this week and everything that's been going on and the current affairs that we've, you know, talked about at the start of the show, it's um, it, it's it's 50-50 in the sense of whether you engage with that kind of thing or you don't. And I think there's there's no wrong way of how you engage with something or whether you don't because, you know, we really do have to live our own lives and take in what we think is best for ourselves um, but I think, you know, the, I guess the one passing thing I wanted to say is that it's, I think it's beneficial to see what's going on. Um, I think perspective is everything, um, and it can really help see the bigger picture and the fuller picture and potentially help in, in life in some way, shape or form. Um, so yeah, I, I think, you know, if you enjoy these types of talks that we have on the, on the podcast, great. If you don't, I encourage you to try and engage with it more um, because I think it's really important to see what's going on around us and how that influences us in our own daily lives. Um, but other than that, everyone, stay safe, keep trucking along, keep tuning in, um, and we'll see you next time. That's, that's it from me. Sure. i got nothing to add.
other than say <laughs> thank you for this week and thank you to the audience as ever for following along on this mad journey we uh, we find ourselves <laughs> we find ourselves on uh, and I don't even know if I said at the start but um, season 4 Weekly Brew 27 Brewlet number 34 other than that Matt and I will be here with thick and thin and from us all that's left to be said so we'll see you next time Peace. Peace. Stuck in the ground